0: You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello, welcome back to Changing Lives as we are changing lives with the Word of God. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are in the midst of a series called The Mind of Christ, and this is actually part six. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts, that there is so much that I can share about the mind of Christ. And so my prayer is that if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the previous podcast that you go back and listen to every last one of them in this series, uh, from the first all the way to the fifth, and now we're doing the sixth. And so we've been talking about the mind of Christ, and our base scripture has been from out of uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 that says, for we have the mind of Christ. And then our second part of that base scripture is Philippians two five that says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so as we're talking about the mind of Christ, we've been sharing in this series uh, the characteristics of the mind of Christ and some key um, characteristics that we see in the word of God. And so we started out talking about three in our previous podcast, one being uh, a life, uh, that one characteristic of the mind of Christ is life, life in Christ Jesus, and, um, and that um, that that the mindset that's set on the spirit has life, but the mindset that's set in the flesh is death. And so, um, and then we know the Word of God talks about choosing um, that 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 we have life and death set before us, and that it admonishes us to choose life. And so when Jesus came, according to John 10, 10, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So everything that pertains to Jesus Christ was about life, was giving us life. Because even before he came in the earth rim, our life was destined uh, um, uh, to damnation, um, to death, and eternal death. But he came that we can have that life. And so, so everything that he did in the earth realm was for the goal of giving us life. And so that was his mindset. The second characteristic that we talked about was a singleness of mind, being single-minded. And that's um, the opposite of being double-minded. And so in James, we learn about how a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And so a single-minded person. Uh, a person that has a single mind, their mind is fixed. It's not one way, one day, one way, one moment, and then another way, another moment, but they are fixed. So if you're fixed on the word, you're not gonna waver in it. Um, if you're fixed on the word, then you're not gonna be thinking anything contrary to that. And so that is a characteristic of Jesus Christ. That when he came in this earth realm and he uh lived the his life in the fleshly realm that he was fixed uh, on on the word of god he was fixed on fulfilling his assignment he he said the same thing he was you know and and, and he didn't waver in what he believed he didn't waver in his assignment he didn't waver on what he spoke um he didn't go by his circumstances his situations he didn't go by who was against him who was for him he always had that same mindset and that was to please the father and to fulfill his assignment. So it's saying in the word of God that we need to let that same mind be in us. And then the third characteristic that we talked about in our last podcast was dealing with humility. And so we found out that in Philippians, the second chapter, which is where we've been getting our base scripture from, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that it also began to break down about where that mind of Christ was founded on, and that was humility. So all throughout that, it talked about um, you know, uh, the humility that, that Jesus Christ took on when he came from heaven. He was with the Father, and He came into the earth realm to fulfill His assignment on earth, and that took great humility because He could have had the mindset, oh, I'm not coming off my throne. I'm not leaving all this glory. I'm not leaving all the richness and all that I have in the Father to come into an earth realm uh, of where it's lower than what I am, and it's sickness and the disease and all these things that I know are not a part of who I am. But no, He humbled himself because he recognized when he humbled himself that he had to go through the things that we would have to go through in our soulish realm, in our minds, in our will, in our emotions, in our intellect, so that he could conquer them for us, so that we could gain eternal life and be able to obtain uh, the inheritance of having what he had. And so, Um, So he walked in humility and we talked about all the different things dealing with pride and arrogance and haughtiness and being conceited and thinking of ourselves and being focused on our own world and how it connected to depression and uh, low self-esteem. Um, but also learning how to humble ourselves um, under the mighty hand of God and that he would exalt us. So we learned that with humility comes peace, with humility comes uh, uh, promotion, with humility uh, comes so many things that sets us up for life abundantly. And so today what we're going to talk about is pureness or purity um, or pure the pureness of, of having a pure mind and um, which is a k- great characteristics of jesus christ and so when you look at that word pure um, it's not being mixed with any other substance or material when you look at it in a physical sense you know you can think of it like gold when you when you want um, good quality gold you don't want gold that has, gook in it, or 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 or, or other types of, of soot and things like that. Um, you want the purest form of that goal, and so um, and so it is in our lives. We can relate that as I go get into this podcast. And so you don't want it diluted. You don't want it to uh, to be impure. Um, and and as it relates to um, Christianity, when we become Christ like, our spirit man is the purest form of, of who we are. Um, but when we add the soul and we add the body, all the things that we contend with in our senses and in our body and our flesh causes uh, can cause us to have uh, our purity to be diluted or what can be known as adulterated. Now, a lot of times we hear, we may have heard the term of um, the unadulterated Word of God and the unadulterated Word of God is simply another way of saying it is the pure Word of God it does it's not diluted with with uh, man's opinion with the world point of view and the world's way of, of doing things and all of that so when you look at that word adulterated it has it has other things that are added to it that dilutes it and so um And so the mind of Christ is a pure mind that's not diluted. Okay. And so in, in Titus, the first chapter, starting at the 15th verse, it says, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. So, so um, when you operate in, in purity, that means the purity of your Christian walk, the purity of of, of the Word of God, that means your mindset and your conscience is pure. But when you don't when you do the opposite, the worldly way of doing things, when sin and lust and jealousy and greed and all of those things come into play, then it defiles your mind, your mind, Loses its purity that was founded and based on the word of God, and it becomes diluted because it's got a mixture of the goodness of God, the 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 the, uh, the, 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 the honesty, the the um the, the authenticity of God, um, and become it becomes diluted when all these other things come into play, and so um, and many of us are for, are familiar with the scripture in Matthew five eight where we Learn about the beatitudes, and one of the beatitudes is pureness in heart. And it, the word says, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." So the pure in heart. And remember, if you listen to our pre, my previous podcast, when you look at uh, as it relates to the heart, it's it's synonymous to our soulish realm, which is our mind. If you think about that scripture that we often hear about, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's that soulish realm, your heart, when it was relating to the heart, that's what it's talking about. And so it's blessed are, you can say it like this, blessed are the pure in mind, for they shall see God. So having a pure heart is synonymous with having a pure mind. And so as we look at that word purity, there's different connotations or it denotes different things. And one of the things that purity denotes is a wholeness, um, no partiality. It's set on one thing. And so in Colossians 3, 1 through 3, it talks about, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth, for you are dead and your life is hid in God. And so that set your affections on things above helps us to tap into that purity that comes from God. Um, when, When our minds are set on uh, his goodness his righteousness his way of doing things what the word says what this with the uh, uh the things that um that are are our treasures you know things that are dear to us things that are always on our mind and in our hearts are those things that that are on the side of being pure of being whole of, of being righteous um of being virtuous okay and so um another Another uh, uh, denotation of purity is loyalty, okay? And again, keeping in mind that we're talking about the mind of Christ. And so the mind of Christ, when you look at the mind of Christ as it relates to um, purity and wholeness, um, that being set on one thing, there's no doubt that Jesus had his mind set on the things in heaven. He had his mind always set on the Father. I talked about how, um, you know, when you look at his life in the earth realm, he would be with the disciples, he would teach them, he would train them. But a great deal of his time, he spent fellowshipping with the Father, going Away from the crowd, getting away from them, and going to a a solitary place to pray to the Father. He, he, you know, when 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 he worked miracles, he looked to the Father for his power and for his strength. And so he had his mind set on one thing. He wasn't looking to, okay, well, let's see, are the disciples with me? Then, if they're with me, then I believe I can work this miracle. Oh, let me see, are the Sadducees, or you know, or you know, are they on my side or are they against me? Then maybe I can, or maybe I can't, draw my power from from God. No, he was always set on the pureness, the holiness. He 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 didn't care about the opinions of of, of the, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He, he wasn't even concerned about the opinions of the disciples because he was always trying to help them get his mindset. Because when they looked at different things and they make comments about different things, their minds had to be renewed. Their minds had to be trained on how he had his mind fixed. All right. And so, you know so so that characteristics of wholeness of being set on one thing okay not partiality not one way here and there okay and then the other denotation is that loyalty he was loyal he he was devoted okay that when when you have devotion it's like that that's what that's what you are you you stick to it. You 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 you, you, you that's what you're gonna do. It's gonna be the same way all the time. I'm gonna be devoted. You can count on me that this is how I'm gonna come. This is how I'm gonna think. This is how I'm gonna see it. And so in James 4 8, it says, Come close to God and God will come close to you. Or another version says, Draw nigh to me, and God will draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh to you. It says, Wash your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts. Remember heart, heart and mind. So it's synonymous to saying, purify your mind. For your loyalty is divided between God in the world, so why would they need to wash their hands and purify their hearts? It's because they have been their, their 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 hearts and their minds have been diluted. So they have a little bit of God and a little bit of the world. And so God has said, "Come on, all all the way in." You know the reminder of the scripture in Revelations where it says, "Either be hot." or cold one way or the other, because if you're in between, if you look warm, I will spew you out of my mouth. I, I I can't work with being lukewarm. One way you're with me, the other way, you know, you're kind of straddling the fence or the other, another time you're with the world. No, you have to be one way or the other. And so it's saying, purify your hearts, purify your minds. Another scripture that that's in Psalms where this is David, this is David, where he was a man after God's own heart. And he was a man that 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 pleased God, but he also was a man that fell into sin, that fell into impurity. Um, he was pure before God and, and he was serving God. But then as the lusts of this world, the, the temptations of this world were presented to him, um he 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 began to fall and, and be tempted by the sins of the world. And so, but when he began to recognize his state and recognize how he had allowed himself to become Uh, impure, adulterated with the world's way of doing things, the world's way of wanting this and wanting that and and lusting after this and lusting after that and, and murdering and all those things became a part of his being. And so, but when he recognized his state that he was in, he came before God and he asked God to create in him a clean heart. There we go with that word heart again so again, it's synonymous with mind. So you can say, he could have said it this way, created me a clean mind because as a man think of in his heart, in his mind, so is he. So there were some things that had developed in his mind. There were thoughts that he began to think in his mind that began to become a part of his being. And so he asked God to create in him a clean heart, renew a right spirit so that right spirit is the spirit of god is the spirit spirit man uh uh um uh flowing and being the dominant man in him so that's what he asked god and so this is you know in connection with that that when you're flowing in a state where um uh that 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 that, that you're not all the way in with god um then then that then your loyalty to God is questionable, you know. And so, and so, so it, it it's connected to purity. And so, another uh, aspect of purity is um, to follow closely the example of Jesus Christ. Um, in First John three two through three, it says, "Dear friends, that we are children of God, and what we will be, has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So when Jesus Christ comes on board, when Jesus Christ's countenance, his characteristics, his, his being comes a part of us, then we become like him and he is pure. And we begin to purify ourselves and become pure like him when he comes on board. And that is so powerful. And so when we look at purity, we know the opposite of this of obviously is impurity. And so what happens when impurity comes on board is when our minds and our consciousness becomes corrupted okay Remember that purity means uh, it's not diluted, it's not adulterated, but it's unadulterated. That means it doesn't have other things mixed in it. It doesn't have other opinions, other philosophies, other ways of doing things. It doesn't have the opposite of what God says is righteousness to come into play with that. And so God's way of doing things when impurity is on board, righteousness is diluted. OK, so you so you may do a little bit of what is the right thing, but then there's other things that fall into play. It's just like, you know, you, you, you're you trying to you, you, you're fooling yourself when you say that. Well, I don't I don't lie all the time. I just I just may say a little white lie. What is a little white lie? It's still a lie, you know, but it's been tainted with. okay where we're almost has some truth in it, but it's not Quite truthful. And so you say it's a white lie. So a white lie is not as bad as what? A black lie? Uh, I don't, you know, a lie is a lie. And so, you know, and so it's impure. And so just like you, with gold, you wouldn't want to have something that's tainted and say, okay, well, you, you wouldn't necessarily call it gold because it's a mixture of stuff. And so it may be gold plated it may be, you know, and so, um, so there's other things that are mixed in it. And so you don't, you don't want that. You want the, you don't want the impurity. Okay. You don't want to have corruption, um, to come into play with that. And so, but when you, when reality is this, we live in a world, you know, that corruption is all around us. Uh, sin is all around us. Temptation is all around us. You know, the word says that, you know, um, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so, when you're walking in purity, you recognize that revelation that I'm in it. But uh, you know that doesn't mean that I have to be like those who are in the world or like the world. And so, um, but when you're dealing with the corruption of of, of your the purity of mind, um, temptation comes in. The enemy presents things to us. Uh, there's things all around us that 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 challenges us to take on uh, desires and to take on ways of thinking that are contrary to the word of God. And so it says that you know there are opportunities that that, that take us to realms of thoughts, ways of thinking that you know that don't line up with the word of God. And so I mean, you just look at television. I mean, there's all kinds of ways of thinking. And when we're real with ourselves, because sometimes we want to say, "Well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you know the cussing. You know, you 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 know you um you um you you, you chew up the meat and you spit out the bones. Okay, uh, you know who, who wants to eat fish and have to? spit out the bones okay you debone it you get rid of the bones okay and then you're able to enjoy a good meal uh that doesn't you know a, that has fish that doesn't have bones in it you know and so so um so when you use that those terminologies you're really fooling yourself because you got to recognize that in our senses that if we don't have a filter of god's word we don't have a purity filter then you know, we may think that, you know, it's not getting into our subconscious, but through our ear gates, our ear gates, our eye gates, um, through our senses, through what we smell, what we sense, it, it has a, a, the ability to get on the inside of us. And so we have to be conscious of what we're hearing, what we're seeing, um, what's presented to us. We have to be conscious of the company that we keep, what people are saying, what people are saying over our lives, what people, you know, uh, uh, are saying that we can do or we can't do. All of those are part of uh, that tap into our senses and our senses is the gateway into our soul, the gateway into our conscious, the gateway into how we think, how we meditate um, and what becomes a part of our being. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Okay? So we have to beware of that. And so there's all kinds of things that are presented to us, things on the internet, you know? Um, you know. And, and so, so there's temptation that comes in all kinds of ways. So it's not just temptation with sexual things, uh, but it's temptation with greed, jealousy, Uh, wanting something that, that belongs to somebody else, you know, um, uh, sin in all kinds of ways is, is presented to us and it's all around us. And so, but one of the things that we have to recognize when it comes to, um, to, to temptation is that that is, uh, what is, causes our purity to be at jeopardy. Okay. These are some spiritual truths that you have to recognize. um, You have to have a desire in your heart to want to be pure. And you have to recognize that even though you have a desire, that your strength um, to maintain or to keep purity only comes from God. He is the one that's able to make you strong. When we're weak, he becomes strong. You know, the word of God talks about in our weakness, um, we become strong. And so uh and so one of the key things with that is that you got to recognize where you're weak. Okay? Some people's weakness is food. Some people's weaknesses uh may be dealing with sex. Okay? Sex outside of marriage. Sex if you're not married, you know. Sex, you know, um, with with another person's spouse, you know. And so um Another person's weakness could be, you know, where you, where you, um, where you, where you want, you know, materialistic things in an uh, unhealthy way, you know, where you're looking to gain this and gain that, and um, but but you're not having that mindset of God that, yeah, it's nothing wrong with wanting nice things, but the nice things aren't just for me. I, you know, I want an abundance of things, so yeah, I can enjoy it, but also to be a blessing to others. and you know, and so so, but if you have uh, the the um the 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 uh, the, uh, the opposite side of that when you just want something, then greed sets in and you and 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 man's eyes are never satisfied. We always want something bigger, we always want something better. we always want more. but when you have that thing balanced with with God and God and the purity of God, and God's motives, and, and God's desire, and God's uh, heart, um, then you're able to balance that thing out where greed doesn't set in and you're just looking for your own selfish gain, okay? And so, when you look at that, uh, uh, um, dealing with those things that present himself, those, those temptation, those desires, um, w- when you recognize God is your strength, then you recognize that when I look to God as my source, when I look to him uh, to help me, when I look to him as far as his word, as my foundation, as my strength, then when when these things present themselves to you, then you have a way of escape. Hey, it's the word of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this, there have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, and who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will with the temptation always also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it so you can't say oh the devil made me do it or you know um you know i was just overpowered no 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 there's always that moment whether it's you know, you know, you're getting ready to go into this, this particular place. And you know, this is going to present itself to you. There's that moment right there that you get to make up your mind, God, you know, should I go or should I not go? If I have to go, then I'm going to do this. You always have a way of escape. The Holy Spirit, if you allow him to be uh, your God, if you allow him to, to help you, if you don't quit him, <laughs> if you don't vex them, if you don't cut them off, if you don't put them in a box and say, "Okay, you stay here. I'm gonna do this, uh, but I'm gonna rely on my own strength and I'm, I'm gonna make it through." No, you're gonna fail every time. Yes, Christians, you will fail every time if you go in your own strength. And so, so when you look at that, you know you have that way of escape. Um, we're talking about purity. OK, because how do you maintain purity? You maintain purity where you don't yield to temptation. How do you not yield to the temptation of eating that slice of cake that when you have that whole cake sitting on your counter? OK, it may be that you take that whole cake and you slice it up and you wrap it up and you give it to other people. You know, so there's always a way of escape, okay? And so you have to realize that you have to have that you have to look to God for a plan to deal with the temptation ahead of time, okay? And so this is what you need to recognize. Purity demands that we know ahead of time what we will do when temptation comes. And so it's not, oh, where it took me by surprise. Now you know, you knew when you went over to that apartment. It was just going to be you and her, and you know that you weren't married, and you know, okay, it was going to present itself a situation, okay, which could lead to temptation. So, so we, so we have an opportunity to 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 make some wise decisions, to call on the Lord to help us to make wise decisions, uh, in order that we won't set ourselves up for failure. So, your safest course is to escape temptation entirely. That's why that's why the word of God says, you know, uh uh resist the devil and he will flee. But then there's times when you know temptation is knocking at your door and you have to flee yourself. All right? So you got to know the difference, okay? When you resist the devil and when you have to turn around and walk out the door to resist the temptation yourself. Okay. And so in Psalms 101, it says, I will set, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. And so that's the thing. So if you're sitting in front of the TV and, uh, you see certain things or, you, you, you know, uh, you, you know, pornography, all those different things, you already know if it's wicked, but if you've already made up your mind, I'm not going to present, give it an opportunity to, to be something that I'm going to allow my eyes to gaze upon. Okay. So you have to recognize that. So, so a, a, a young lady with a tight skirt on, you, t- you gentlemen turn the other way and look And these days, women too, looking at women and, and all kinds of things, looking at men. So you determine you're going to turn and look the other way, you know, but you, but this, this particular scripture lets me know that this man of God has decided, Oh, I've already premeditated. I'm not going to pre- allow myself to be, uh, in a state where my eyes are going to gaze on something, okay? And so I will set no wicked thing, okay, before me. So you have the, you have a determination of which way you're going to look, okay? But that's just something that's, that's just one of the different types of examples. So it's all kinds of temptations that present itself to us, okay? Temptation, you know, my temptation is my temptation to be impatient, You know, that's one of the things I'm working through, you know, like, okay, I've had a certain amount of temptation, but I'm telling you, during this pandemic, it has taken me (laughs) that temptation to a whole nother level where I have to recognize, no, this is my plan so that I won't operate in being impatient when the devil wants to tempt me to be short, to be rash, to be harsh um, that he's not going to cause me to fall prey to being impatient. And so I'm already working a plan. Okay. And so that's what you have to do. So overcoming is a prior act. Okay. So, so to think that while you in the midst of the temptation that you're going to all of a sudden gain this great amount of strength, no, the overcoming is doing it before you even get presented to that. Okay. So it involves making the decision to remain pure before the temptation comes, all right? And if you haven't made up your mind before the temptation, then you're going to be vulnerable, right? So I'm thinking about this particular example in the Word of God. We're talking about Jesus, right? The mind of Christ. And we'll see in Matthew, the fourth chapter, where it was obvious that There were things that Jesus had on the inside of him that he had already had a plan for the enemy because he put him in check every single time. So this is when Jesus was led into the wilderness um, to be tempted of the enemy. And so he had already been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, which means he was putting his flesh under. Okay. But after 40 days and 40 nights, of course, his flesh was yelling and screaming. I'm hungry. You know, I need something to eat, you know, but he was putting his flesh under. And so here comes the enemy. Here comes the tempter. Here comes the devil. Here comes Satan. And he wants to present to Jesus three different times, three different opportunities for Jesus to to, to uh to, to fail the test. But he didn't fail. He came to him. He said, you know, I know you, he's, the enemy, the tempter is thinking, I know you're hungry after 40 days. I know you're ready to, to chow down. So he's presenting to him and he's saying, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And then this is what, this was Jesus' reply. But he answered and said, it is written, premeditated. He had already meditated on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So that was check number one. He passed the test where he recognized, okay, because he had been in communion with the Father, he had the word in him. He slept, he ate, he breathed, he, he breathed the word in him. OK, he wasn't feasting on uh, uh, um, a ribeye. He wasn't eating, you know, victuals and all these uh, different things that we like the child on our own. He wasn't munching down on his chocolate cake and trying to study the word of God at the same time. No, he 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 crucified him flesh, his flesh before he went to the cross. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And what was he doing? He was meditating on the word, the word, the promises of God, the truth of God, the fellowshipping with the father, all those things. And so what came out of him? The word. So when the enemy tempted him, what came out? The word of God. Hallelujah. But then the enemy didn't give up. And that's how the tempter is. He's going to try you one way, but you can best believe he's going to come another way to see where are you weak. So then he goes on, the enemy, the tempter says, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set of him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now look, okay, he recognized, oh, Jesus used the word, so now he's going to use the word. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hands thou shalt bear thee up, lest thou any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Come on now. But Jesus knew he said unto him, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so he knew the word. And so sometimes, you know, that that comes when, you know, when you have a purity of the word, you you know the word, you know, if you're halfway in, then you may know some of the word. And so the enemy, he, he, of course, he don't know all the word. He just knows bits and pieces to the point where he can twist it. Okay. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. He came to try to twist where you know go God God you know you you love that person and and God is a God of loving because you love that person it's okay to do what you're doing no. The devil is a liar. And so you gotta recognize when 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 what what is righteousness, what is God's way of doing things, what is the whole truth, not just part of the truth, not just you, 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 um, you, you fixing up the truth so it can fit in your situation. No, not you just taking part of the word so that you can make your situation okay. No, that is not purity. That's 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 mixing it with a little bit of that. That's diluting the word of God and so it does not work. But Jesus passed the second test. And here comes Satan again, the tempter. He's not going to try just once. He's not going to try just twice. He's going to keep testing you to see if you really who you say you are. And so then the third time, the devil takes him up into an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and says unto them, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, okay, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thy serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So Jesus passed the test, but he had already premeditated what would come out of him? What would be his his action? not a reaction, his action, when the enemy would come to tempt him. That means he knew the enemy's strategies. The word of God says, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. This was the mindset of Jesus Christ. He meditated on the word. He didn't. He wasn't just memorizing scripture, but he had the word of God. He was the living word. He was living and breathing the word of God on the inside of him. So when the tempter came, he didn't have to try to think, oh, what, what was that scripture? Well, what was that scripture that that Bishop was preaching about? No, it was on the inside of him, which the, when the word comes, it's a form of bringing a, a purity because it talks about how uh, when, when we have the word of God, it's... it's that you can use the word to, to wash, hallelujah, your soul. Glory to God. Uh, another scripture talks about how the interest of his word brings light, and light brings a form of purity in our lives. Um, light dispels darkness. Light dispels evil. And so, um, when evil comes and evil is mixed into uh, a, a, a little bit uh, a, the goodness of God, it, it becomes diluted. Um, when, when, when darkness comes and tries to mix, really, you know, darkness and light can't reside in the same place. It's either one way or the other, okay? And so, but when light comes, darkness has to leave. And so, uh, and so, but but the purity is what we want to embrace. We want to embrace purity, where where we allow uh, our, our hearts and our minds to 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 be cleansed, but the word of God, and so our thinking, um, you know. It's impure when we don't think of ourselves the way that God thinks of us. It's impure when when we think ill of ourselves, when we, you know, when, even to the point where we talk down about ourselves. Uh, are you stupid? And and, and and what's wrong with you? And, and, and there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself, but make sure the talk that you talk to yourself lifts you up, encourages you, challenges you to go forward, not to feel even less. Than what you should of yourself, not to talk about the you know you know I got nappy hair or my 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 face is ugly or my skin is terrible or this you know we you know it 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 it, this it really what you're doing is you are partnering with the enemy to defeat your own self. It's counterproductive to the word of God and the ways of God that is to cause us to shine and to be. All that God has called us to be, and so that uh, fourth characteristics that I've been, we've been talking about is pureness, purity, the purity in mind. And so, so I I, I want to challenge you that you know um, there's a lot of things that this world has to present, and we don't have to go around acting like we're holier than thou. No, we're not talking about that. But I'm talking about having a consciousness a uh, Conscious aware that I am a child of God and the thoughts that I think are precious. The thoughts are precious and I want to preserve those thoughts to be aligned with His Word. And so, in order to do that, I have to watch what comes through my senses, through what I see, through what I hear, through what I smell, you know, through what I taste, through what I feel. You know, I have to watch that and I have to allow the word of God to be my filter that when things are presented to me that I can say, you know, no, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to listen to that or I'm not going to pres- let that. And I'm not going to watch that or I'm not going to be around that atmosphere because it, it it is not pure. You know, it's different when when God commissions us to go out and to be in the midst of the world, to witness and to be a witness but you know, we know when 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 we have weaknesses to the point where uh, we we could fall. You know, when we present ourselves and put ourselves in certain environments where we're tempted, and so so it doesn't say go out and witness. It doesn't say you know love those you know who are sinners, those who who are uh, of the world, and those who are in the world. No, it doesn't say that. What it's saying is you recognizing that you're going to stay true to the word of God. You're going to stay true to your walk, that you're not going to allow it to become diluted with the philosophies of the world. If the word says this, then you're not going to be of the opinion of what everybody else says. No, if the word says this, this is what I'm standing on. If the word says, be thou holy as I am holy, then I'm going to do my best to preserve holiness in my body. And so, I want to encourage you to look at that. Look at that. So it's not just sexual sins. It's it's it can be the lust of the eye, the the desire to have things. Uh, it can be um, coveting somebody else's things. It it could be all kinds of different things. Like I said, one of my my challenges was dealing with being impatient. You know, and so so those are things that can taint our. Our our, our our walk with God our, our our hearts and our minds and so we have to be aware of that so pride all of those things haughtiness that we talked about um you know can can come in and and can really dilute uh, our pureness and so we want to ma- maintain our purity and we can because he's given us a way of escape that no matter what comes our way that we can be strong because even in our weaknesses, Jesus Christ is made strong in us when we allow him. So therefore, we can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah, because our sufficiency is in him. And so I say to you, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of purity. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Blessings to you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.